Welcome to the Total Athlete Podcast by A3 Sports Performance. I am your host, Ryan Beckwith. The Total Athlete Podcast is geared towards athletes, parents, and professionals. Myself and a team of seasoned pros will give the best advice and knowledge to help athletes accelerate their performance, improve their mental game, and get recruited or promoted. Welcome back to A3's Podcast. I'm Ryan Beckwith. I'm Reggie Bolton. And uh, it's been a while, Reggie, since we sat down and been able to do this. So excited to be back in the studio getting at it. No doubt. It's, it's been a while, but it's a much much needed podcast at yes, this point. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to break this into two parts. Uh, today's subject matter for part one is going to be recruiting. How to get recruited, when to start the recruiting process. Part two that we're going to dive into on the next episode is going to be the responsibilities of the athlete. Uh, not only from the recruiting side, but from the academic side. No doubt, because there's there's definitely uh, two sides to recruiting. It's the, you know, like Ryan said, is the start. But then the big part of it is what does the athlete need to do? And that's not just from the physical standpoint. It's the academic standpoint, things of that nature. So just trying to, you know, inform uh, parents, athletes on the entire recruiting process, what, you know, what you need to go through, the steps to it, because it is a long process and that, it really um, is an intense process. So just trying to give people more information. Yeah, and I think you know, one of the things that that we would like to stress in this is there are a lot of services out there for recruiting. And a lot of them can be a little misleading. Can they help a little bit from an exposure standpoint? Maybe, maybe not. But I think one thing that is, that is absolutely vital to understand in the recruiting process is a website that has your name on it with a potential highlight film of some sort is not going to be the end all be all get you recruited. There is a business aspect to all of this. And one thing that we like to, to help the athletes understand is that they are their own entrepreneur, that they are a business that needs to be invested into. Right. No doubt. And how are you going to provide a service to this corporation, which is the college that you plan to go to. Exactly. And so, you know, I think that's something all parents, athletes should understand. Ryan's right. There's a lot of recruiting services out there, web-based recruiting services. There's a lot of individuals out there that um, pretend that they're recruiters and get people recruited. There's a lot of money being invested in being a former, you know, college level coach. I've seen um, the different all the different aspects of recruiting and, and those individuals who get in it. Um, the one thing I would tell all parents is make sure that if you're paying into a service, they're providing the service to actually get the student athlete exposure. Um, and they're, and they're helping that student athletes exposure. It's not just like Brian said, putting your information on a webpage and thinking some four-year coach is going to take a look at it. Most four-year coaches don't use those websites, right? It's relationships. It's all based off relationships. Right. And so, even even the individuals who said they can get you recruited, it's based off of relationships. And ultimately, right. it will go back to what the athlete has done in the process from the time they started as a freshman in high school all the way up to their senior year that right. will help that student athlete get recruited. Well, it's like you're saying, you know, from a relationship standpoint, like, again, you being an athletic director at a college, you know, it's like a coach is going to come in and say, well, coach, what do you think about xyz and you're gonna say well you know great kid da, 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 da. that's great that opens the door right 
that doesn't mean that you're walking through it and signing a paper on the other side. That's right. You know, so I think it's, it's important to understand that the, the relationship side of it can only take it so far in the long term, the athlete has to have everything needed and all the boxes checked for it to become a confirmed situation. Yes. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding nowadays with the different recruiting processes that happen. For example, Kids will now go on college campuses, but they're not official recruiting right. trips. Right. But they get to take pictures with the uniforms on and they do all these cool social media things. And there's a lot of misconstrued information going on out there that just because you did that does not necessarily mean you're getting recruited by that college. Right. And so then it goes back, and I think we need to digress a little bit and start talking about well, when does this whole process start? How does this happen? Because really you're building a resume as a student athlete. So, you know, depending on the sport you play, you know, does it matter what your marks are or how many touchdowns you scored or what your average per game was or how many home runs you had as a freshman in high school? Well, no. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, because again, when you're starting to get recruited and it's getting serious, it's really about who did you play against? Right. Huge part of recruiting. For, from a student athlete standpoint, is who are you competing against? Right. Most four year coaches want to know the level of competition because they have to project. Right. They have to project you as a student athlete, as a freshman coming into college, and can that individual develop and compete at that next level? Right. So, right, you're right, Ryan, is you know, what you do as a freshman, what you do as a sophomore, it could pique interest in a recruiter. Correct. But is it, it actually going to help? I mean, help with you getting that scholarship? It's just peaking interest. Well, and you can't a, sign back then. You can't so. sign then. You can't sign until after <laughs> your, you start your senior year, after right. your junior year. You can't even verbally commit right. or have communication. Now, I want to go back on something you said is there is a difference between being invited to visit a campus right. and going on a recruiting trip. Right. A lot of freshmen, a lot of eighth graders yeah. get invited to campus where they get an opportunity to meet the coaches, the players, and they treat them like they're on a official visit, right. but it's not official visit. You're Correct. still a interested prospect. Right. A campus visit happens in your senior year when they pay for the trip for you to come to the campus and visit for the weekend. That's a different level. Typically, that's when they really are interested in you and they want to get to know you. Right. So I think, again, it goes back to understanding the process understanding what you have to do as a student athlete and also for the parents to understand what to be realistic about the process of recruiting because it is a very lengthy and it could be an intense and sometimes very frustrating and disappointing process when you get all the way there and you think this school is expressing interest and then they decide to offer somebody else right you know because they i think the other thing that people have to understand is they put together their list absolutely the a level the b level and the c level players and And so and that's an, that's something that's important to understand. Yeah, and I think in what what we now know as an offer 20 years ago was a letter. Exactly. <laughs> and I think there's a you know people don't really understand that side of it. So let's go back and say when should I start this process? Well, I just had a meeting yesterday actually with a young man's freshman basketball player. It's going to be very very good. Very good. Uh, he's got a sister right now that's already being highly touted, highly recruited. And she's only a sophomore going into her junior year. And one of the things that I like to tell kids is let's create a funnel. Right. Okay. So what's at the top of that? What's the first thing that we're throwing into this funnel? Well, one of two things, 
Do you know what you want to study when you go to college? Important. Okay, well, some do, some don't. Okay, so if you don't know, I normally, the default that I typically get from people is business or communications. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's find schools that have that. So there's a lot of those. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a whatever, whatever, whatever. So there's those schools. Now, where do you foresee yourself wanting to live for four or five years? Right. Okay, so now that funnel got a little bit smaller. Okay, so now what of those schools have the sport or sports that you want to play? Correct. Okay, that just got a little bit smaller. Right. Okay, so now of those schools, who of those teams have athletes that fit the profile that you fit into from a height, from a weight, from a athletic potential, from a position to everything. Okay. Now that just got a little bit smaller. That's right. Okay. So now depending on the sport that you play, what's the success level of the school and where do you got a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. So now we're, you know, we're creating this funnel of getting the, the kid to understand, okay, well now we've gotten to a point where there's about 15 schools left that fit the exact criteria that you want to have. Mm -hmm. Now, you didn't know that 20 minutes ago before we had this funnel conversation, right. but now right. we have it. Okay, great. So now, who are the top five? Who are the dream schools? Right. If you don't get any better from who you are right now, who are the schools that you could potentially compete at? And we start looking at these things. Okay, so now... Let's get out through the so the freshman year and say, are you still interested in this? Right. Are your grades okay? Did you handle the stress of being a student athlete, keeping your grades up and all that? You did? Fantastic. Okay, so now let's start looking at who are we going to contact? Right. But you got to do it. I'm not doing it. Your coach isn't doing it. Right. The recruiting service shouldn't do it. No. If I am a college coach, I am looking for somebody who has the confidence, the leadership, and the intangibles to be able to put themselves out on a ledge and say, hey, I am interested. Right. I agree. And once that happens, there's still another aspect to this funnel. You got to know about their school. Right. I agree. And I think I want to go back to, as a freshman, the academic part of it. Yes. Because again, once you funnel it down yep. and figure out, okay, because that's a part of the, I have to evaluate myself mm -hmm. and my level of playing and where I'm at right now. But as a freshman, the first thing I would say is, are you taking the right courses as a freshman? Because yeah. again, to get into a four-year division one or any type of NCAA school, you got to pass the National Clearing Center. That's right. Which means you, you got to have four years of English, four years of math, two years of uh, uh, foreign language. You got to have certain requirements in order to get just to pass, and the, the National Center of Eligibility Center is who clears you academically to say you can participate. Right. So it goes back to, am I in the right courses as a freshman? Right. I think a lot Great of freshmen point. get caught in that situation because, and we hope that they all go in, they do the right thing in the first year, they take the right classes, and then they're ready to go. The worst thing to have happen is you're getting to your sophomore, junior year, and you've done all the physical things outside of the, the field or the practice or the gym and things like that. And now they go back. Cause I, some, one thing you said, when a four year coach comes in, the, they know if you can play, they right. watch film on you. Well, that's why they're there. That's why they're there. Right. You pique their interest. They're there. 
the question they gonna ask the coach or whoever's on campus is, can I see that person's transcripts? Yep. Because what people don't know is if a school invests a scholarship in you, mm -hmm. you go to school the first year and flunk out. Now they're they getting points taken away from their scholarships, and if they get to a certain number of points, they they call it the APR. It's they lose a scholarship. So that coach is going to do his background check on you when they come to school and say, okay, can I see the person's transcripts? If they already see, based off your freshman year and your sophomore year, you don't have the core courses to be on track to graduate and be eligible to play, then you just got de-recruited. Right. Instantly, just based off a transcript. So when you look at that, you go, okay, so now I see this student athlete has the potential to get into school. Okay. What's the next question that coach is going to ask? Something they, they can't see on film. Hey, coach. How is this this student as a person? What's yep. their character? Because again, if you go to a four, you're fortunate enough to get a scholarship. You go to a four year school, you get in trouble, you lose your scholarship, they lose points. Right. So they're not going to invest their time and energy in somebody that doesn't have good character. So there's a lot of factors that student athletes can control starting in their freshman year, right? Their ninth grade year that can help them be recruitable. Yes. That have nothing to do with what they actually do in the field of competition. And I think that's a point that a lot of parents need to understand is, you know, what are, it's not just about what they do on the field. I think the whole concept, and this is something I've heard over and over again, this whole narrative that if you're good enough, they'll give you a scholarship. Yeah, that's no. how it used to be. Yeah, right. It's not like right. that anymore. No, it's Because not. now that they're getting penalized for student athletes they bring in that don't have, four, that don't you know, finish out and get a degree when they leave the college, right. they losing scholarships for it. Now all those other factors come into play. So I think those are a lot of things that a student athlete and parents need to understand in their freshman year. You got to not only be a good athlete mm -hmm. and get it done in, in competition, you got to be a good student and you got to be a good person. Right. Because I've had coaches walk on campus and not even want to talk to me as a coach or not talk to the athletic director. I want to talk to the equipment person. Yeah. Because they ask the equipment person, how is this individual when that person is getting ready for practice at their own time. Do they give you any issues? Because they want to know what type of person that, that you right. are. So there's a, there's a lot of other factors that go into, and I think the misconception is if I'm good enough, they going to give it to me. That, that, that whole narrative has now changed. Yeah. That's gone. Those days are gone. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I, I really do think there's a misconception basically what you're saying. It's exactly what you're saying. There's a big misconception that things just happen, that you just get recruited. Right. And one of the things that I like to talk to people about is like, okay, well, well, what's your sport? Okay, well, I'm a basketball player. Great. So what position do you play? I'm a two. Great. How many twos are on your team, on right. your high school basketball team? Well, there's three of us. Okay, great. How many schools are in this county? There's 20. That means there's 60 of you right. that all want to go play in college. Right. Now, how many division well, not even just division one, but how many schools can offer you a scholarship on any given year? 140, 160, depending on the level. Okay. Not every school needs a two every year. Exactly. Okay. So in that circumstance, now all of a sudden we went down from one, we'll say even on the high side, 160, and we're going down to 80 schools. 80 schools need a two. Right. Well, there's 60 of you in this town. Right. Well, what about the four divisions of Southern California, exactly. In the North. other part of the central, the Northern there's Texas, there's Georgia, there's Florida. And in the school and outside of football, really almost every sport is an international, right. From a recruiting standpoint. So what people don't tend to understand is what you're saying 
is by far the most important side of it mm -hmm. because at that level, everybody's good. Exactly. Everybody's skilled. Everybody's huge. Everybody's fast. Everybody's strong, so on and so forth. So who are you as an investment? Are you going to get in trouble? Right. Are you going to keep your grades up? Are you going to have to be in study hall and babysat for the next four years? Exactly. Or are you going to come into the required freshman year, have your grades above a 3.0 and then out of study hall carrying your own load? Exactly. These are the things I want to know. So as a freshman, as you're saying in high school, it is very important to start creating that system for yourself, the time management, keeping your grades up. Having a 2.5 as a freshman, you are taking 50 steps backwards. Exactly. Exactly. You're 100% right. You know, and it's it goes down into, you know, from that standpoint, let's we can't forget about a really important factor here is the social media thing. Right. So what are you doing on social media? Are you flipping off the camera? Right. Right. Are you putting out things that really aren't appropriate for your age? You know, there's there's are you making comments on other people's stories and other people's sayings using foul language or saying something inappropriate or saying something, you know, offensive? Maybe those are all things that, again, start knocking you down. That's right. right. And again, when we start talking about the top one percent of high school athletes are the ones moving forward. Right. And then from those numbers only one point something percent move on to be a professional in any given sport right like these we're talking about very 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 small numbers that's right and it's it's very true and i think your point about you know what the what what they're doing on social media is huge because right now a lot of the four-year coaches are looking at social and they're using social media as a part of the recruiting process yes so and when we talk about character are you a, a good person is this somebody i can depend are you a dependable person you're right. If you're somebody who's on social media, flipping people off, making negative comments, that's going to go against you. You yep. can look at the NFL. We've had some guys in the NFL last year who got on social media. I think they had a guy from the Raiders got on some social media, had a gun. All of a sudden he gets cut. Yep. That's those are the type of things you have to be aware of nowadays. Yeah. So when you talk about preparing yourself for the recruiting process and things you have to do, everything you do matter. And that's right. what I tell our student athletes at, at Bakersfield College all the time. Everything you do matters when you're not at in competition, right? When you're not at practice, when you're not on, in, you're playing in a game. Everything else outside matters. So right. that's the I've heard of guys not getting recruited because of something that was posted on social media, right? And they thought, well, I'm just a regular person and I can do this because this is my opportunity. But if you're trying to be recruited by a four year school and they see it, that can be a right. knock against you. And again, so those things are important. Well, I think, you know, what people don't understand is you're making a you're making a decision at one point that you are different. Right. That you're not just a regular person anymore because you're asking an institution That's right. to invest money in you to give you a free education. That's right. Because of the ability that you have. Mm -hmm. Well, in that circumstance now, yes, you are held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And if you don't want to be a part of that system, well, then that's fine. And right. you can post whatever you want and you can do whatever you want. And, you know, life will treat you in that way. Exactly. But if this is something that you want to do and this is something you're passionate about, then, you know, starting things off as a freshman with a clean slate. Yes. Moving into your sophomore year where some people are going to be able to play at the varsity level in high school. Okay, well, are all things in line 
to be able to set you up to even get onto the recruiting list. That's right. And that's a really important factor. And the next phase of it is, okay, well, now I'm of age, what do I do? Right. Well, again, we go back to that funnel scenario. You have those colleges that we have determined that are the ones that are the best fit for you that we think right now, that's obviously, that changes all the time. Mm -hmm. But we need to start making, or well, you as an athlete, need to start making contact contact with these coaches. So now you've got to do your homework. Exactly. Do you just email the head coach? In some circumstances, maybe. Not in all. Right, right. And understanding how to go onto the college website and figure out, well, who is the recruiting coordinator? Right. Who recruits this style of player versus this style of player or who recruits my region? These are all things that you can find by simply going online, looking at the college website and figuring out, you know, whether it's a position or an event or, a you know, whatever that is, who coaches those areas and make contact with them first. Get right. on their radar. Right. Because we go back to that idea of basketball. It could be swimming. It could be golf. It could be football. It could be track. How are they supposed to know who you are? Unless you've won some sort of national championship or right. state championship, or you've done something that's been ESPN worthy. Otherwise, how do they know who you are? So the fact that some just think, well, I'm good. I'm on a good team. I have a 3.0. I'm going to get a scholarship. Right. If I work hard and I work out hard and I show up for practice on time. Well, no, that everybody's doing that. Right. Right. So who are you and how am I supposed to know who you are? Because right. if I am that college coach, understand that we go back to those numbers that we talked about. I'm getting hundreds, if not thousands of emails or phone calls collectively. Right. A day. Exactly. So by the end of the week, my inbox is so full, especially during the recruiting period from coaches, from athletes, from what we call street agents, from parents, from you know, I, I'm just getting hit on all aspects. How am I supposed to keep up with all this? So if I haven't responded to you yet, it's not because necessarily I don't want you. I haven't gotten to it yet. Right, right. So right. have you set an alarm? This goes back to setting up your system and setting up your time management and all that. If I send out an email and I sent it to UCLA, set an alarm for five days from now. If you haven't heard anything, send it again. Send it again. Contact the coach. Contact send another alarm yeah three or four or five days later if you haven't heard from them leave a note leave a message on their office line and then follow up again like right. it's you're trying again it's like you're a, a software engineer trying to get a job at google right it's really really hard to do that because everybody wants to work there right, right. it's the same thing in college sports if you want to be a collegiate athlete it is going to be on you to chase that dream and no one can do it for you right so getting into the system, I mean, time management, number one, we're going to repeat some of this stuff because it needs to be repeated. This starts, if you're an eighth grader saying, hey, I want to go in and I want to play in college. Okay, this is starting now that yeah. you are preparing yourself for your freshman year of high school, that I am going to have this time management set up. I am going to bed at this time. I'm waking up at this time. I have this hour of the day to do this. I have this hour of the day to do this. I need to make sure that I have these core classes set up right now so that I'm on path to do everything I need to do. I am going to play this sport. Plus, maybe I'm going to play this other sport that complements my main sport. 
just to show my athleticism, right. just to show my commitment level and all of that. There are so many factors that go into this. And this is a family decision no because doubt. it is going to take that child and the caregiver. It, it is going to take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to make this dream a reality. No doubt. And it doesn't just happen. Yeah, no doubt. I think what you're saying, Ryan, is what makes you different than everybody else? Absolutely. Because when you're a four-year coach and you're right, they get thousands of emails, thousands of highlight tapes from everybody across the country. Yes. What is going to make you different than the other 999 people who are sending those yep. tapes? And so I think what you're saying is, you set that up, you set that clock, you set that time to call that coach back. Now you call that coach multiple times. Now you're different than the other Absolutely. 900 because yeah. they're not calling. Right. And then I would suggest this to all athletes in your freshman year, go watch a practice of a college level. You pick a school. Yeah. Go watch a practice, That's a great, not a game. Great idea. A practice yes. of a college level athlete. Yes. And then spend some time not talking to the coach. Because in the recruiting process, if the coach really wants you, he'll tell you everything you want to hear right. to get you. Right. right. But if you talk to the athletes, if you yes. watch the athletes that are performing in those college practices and then talk to them after, talk to me about school. What does your day look like? Mm -hmm. Because at the four-year level, it's a much different commitment than yes. it is at the high school level. Absolutely. Because at the four-year level, when you get to the college level, it's your sport and academics 24-7. Yes. There is no more. I get to go hang out. You have to make a decision if you want to make a commitment to be here. No doubt. And that's what those coaches are trying to find out when they come to recruit you. So what makes you different in high school? What are you willing to sacrifice? You might have to sacrifice time hanging out with your buddies. Absolutely. To go train. You might have to sacrifice time hanging out with your buddies because I got a big test tomorrow in math and I got to stay home tonight and study for it because I got to get an A to pass the class. Because if I don't get an A or if I don't get a C, then now I got another year of math I got to take over. Absolutely. So all those things matter. So it's about what makes you different? What are you willing to sacrifice? And then go study that level of athlete. Because mm -hmm. that if you understand as a freshman, I'm going to have to do all these things. Now you have a blueprint to, okay, now I got to do this when I'm a freshman. Mm -hmm. Academically, I got to do this when I'm a freshman, you know, as a character. We talked about the social media and things. You, I got to do this as an athlete when I'm actually training for my sport. You have to see where you want to be. So go get that end result, see that end result, and then work back from there. Now plan out how you want to get there. Because I think that's important. I think too many times athletes wait to the last minute. They get all the way to their sophomore year and go, oh, I want to be a Division One guy. Well, everybody wants to be a Division right. One athlete. Right. Right? But yeah. what makes you different than the other thousands of athletes that are out there, like you said, playing, that are two guards? Yeah. In every other high school program in the country, all and always, you know, we're in international and everything. What yep. makes you different? Because again, those coaches watch a lot of film. And if you don't stand out and you don't do something different to make them pique their interest, then you become another person that just sent them a highlight tape. And, and, and so that's why I go back and we talked about the recruiting services. Yeah. What in the recruiting service makes you stand out and makes you different than right. the other? five or 600 people in that recruiting service. And I almost say that being in the recruiting service makes you a carbon copy of everybody exactly. else. Exactly. So does. now you're, you're not, you showed me mm -hmm. as a college coach that you wanted to take the easy way out, pay somebody to put you up that's and right. you've never talked to me. Never. So that's, that's my two cents on that yeah. one. 
going back on two parts before we close this episode down, uh, two really big things that I think any, if you read any book on success, any book on motivation, any book on business, I think what a lot of them, at least the ones I've read and, and listened to, and you do as well, and it came out in what you just said, what's your goal? Right. What's your end goal? Once you know that goal, do the research on what it takes to be at that level of that goal and then reverse engineer it yes, to backwards. where you are right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's gold right there. Yeah. And then secondly, when we talk about the social media aspect, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on about it. I think one thing that needs to be clear to these young athletes is even if you do decide, and it, it is a good idea, I think, in some cases for you to have a, you know, Johnny football, Instagram, Facebook, right. TikTok, whatever, or, you know, whatever that is. But the point of the matter is, no matter what, that is still only a highlight. Yes. <laughs> Everybody looks like a superstar in a highlight. In a highlight. So don't bank on just that. Right. And that's something that that is really, really important that every college coach I've ever talked to in my career, it is always about, yeah, but I still want to see game film. Yes. And I, I, I as a coach, that was the one, you know, of course, the highlight catches your attention. Absolutely. It catches your attention. Shows me potential. Shows, Shows me, me potential. What, what, what your ability is. But then that goes back to, I think, was something we said earlier is who are you competing against? Right. Because it's one thing to have, I'm a running back, I'm in high school, I got 250 yards rushing. But I'm at playing at a Division One school, but I'm playing against a Division One team. I mean, Division Four team. Right. Well, you're playing against a lower level team. So one, a coach is gonna go. Of course, you should have. To, if you're a Division One level right. running back and you're playing against a Division Four team, yeah, you should have 250 yards. That's not exceptional. Right. But if I'm playing against another Division One team, right, and I got 250, that's highly ranked. Now, if that's highly ranked, now I just set myself apart from right. everybody else because no that's not something that they're gonna see. You know? mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, I mean, as a former football coach, we always used to say running backs are a dime a dozen. Yep. They are. We can get them anywhere. I want to see the guy that can get to the end zone every single time he touches it. Right. And those, those are guys rare. are rare. <laughs> right. And those are the guys that get recruited. Yes. The guy that can get there every single time. Every time he touches the ball, I got a chance to get there. So what does that go back to? I got to go back and work on my speed. Yep. I got to make sure that my speed is, is a division one level speed. And I, yeah. that's what I said. You have to look at the level of competition you're playing against yeah. and you have to understand the end point. Right. If I'm looking at, if I want to get to SC, I better go study the 40 times of every running back at SC. Right. Because and watch the way they move, and watch, watch the their way vision, they watch their, vision, their size, all watch that everything. other stuff, which right. we'll, I think we'll get into in the second part is, you know, how the athletes themselves can develop for, and put them make themselves more marketable as a recruit when it comes to the physical characteristics. But that's what that's what it takes. Understand that, work back from that, and now start setting up a program to get there. Absolutely, that was a great ending right there. That was explosive <laughs> right there. That was great. So hopefully you guys stay tuned. We'll have the next episode coming up, and uh, just great to be back. Yeah, it's good. All right, all right. Thanks for listening to the Total Athlete Podcast by A3 Sports Performance. To meet with myself or one of our pro coaches and figure out what is best for you, head over to A3SportsPerformance.com and book your free game plan session. Now get focused and get to work.